full board drink. You were saying, uh, you were talking about like bodybuilding. Uh, yeah, past. I was just saying how before, like before my time or before I was even born, like a bunch of older bodybuilders from the older, the from 90s. From like the 70s and 80s. 70, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about how bodybuilding was so different. There was no social media. So they actually made their living from just being a professional bodybuilder and mm. the contracts that they signed with like muscle tech and all these other companies were so much bigger and they meant more that all they had to do was just bodybuilding. They didn't have to right. worry about posting. They didn't have to worry about promoting some supplement or whatever that the company's telling them to or post three times a week. I don't even know how it works because I'm not in either. I don't have a big following. So that's what I'm going towards. Mm. But it's just... I don't know. From what I've heard, it's changed a lot. And for me being right at the beginning of where social media, you it's necessary. Like I can't really, even if I turned pro, I, I wouldn't really mean anything as far as making money from what mm -hmm. I'm doing because if I don't have a social media presence, it doesn't mean shit really. My brother uh, had a guy in his documentary, Bigger, Stronger, Faster named, uh, Christian Boving and Christian worked with Muscle Tech and he had a contract with Muscle Tech just to kind of hammer your point home. Um, he may have had another job or something like that, but he made some pretty good money from, from Muscle Tech and he would do like appearances and we'd talk about the product, but he was released because in the movie Bigger, Stronger, Faster, he talks about how if the individual thought that he got his size and got his, um, uh, his body through just muscle tech and cell tech and the products that muscle tech made, uh, then that's on them because he actually uses, uses anabolic steroids. Yeah. And so it was really interesting, uh, that they let him go. But you know, to, to make your point even further, it's like a lot of these guys had six figure contracts and that's not uncommon now for someone that's probably like an influencer more so than a bodybuilder, but a bodybuilder, unless it's like a top, top bodybuilder, I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to get sponsorship and probably so difficult that it doesn't even make any sense to get a sponsor. And that's why you see most of these guys, they have their own supplement company. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jay Cutler has his own su supplement company. Like each guy that's sort of a top guy, they just are eventually like, because what are they going to get from some of these other companies? Yeah. Not, not enough probably. Yeah, that's another thing, the whole steroid thing. I feel like more people are aware nowadays than back then, but I don't know, so don't mm -hmm. hold me to that. But yeah, I've heard a couple stories where it's like they're promoting that this creatine from whatever company made them big. It's the key to their mm -hmm. muscles, their training, everything. It's why they look the way they do, shredded at 350 pounds or whatever they were. <laughs> And now I feel like people kind of see through that bullshit. But back then, I've heard, just listening to podcasts, being a fan of bodybuilding, that people would lose their contracts like that if they mm. were open and transparent about what they were actually doing, which to me is mind-blowing because I'm always going to be transparent about what I do. I, I don't think I, I wouldn't want to be with any company where I can't be open or I have to stay in one lane and I have to, like, lie or I can't... Mm you know, just be open and honest, but. Yeah, yeah, I think things have changed a lot. I think even if you, even if you wanted to lie nowadays, it'd actually be very difficult because yeah. somebody would be like, no, you said this or no, this, you know, the, the, people can look up 
I mean, people can look up all kinds of stuff on you. They can kind of find out where you live. They can find out about how much money you make. If you have a little bit of a paper trail, you know, if you've yeah. been on these social media platforms, people can find that people can whip out your old dick pics mm. and, you know, be shocked at how gigantic your penis is. Hopefully, um, people can find out all kinds of stuff about you. But uh, what I wanted to ask you is like, where do you think you sit? Do you think that you want to be like bodybuilder, bodybuilder, like gigantic, like our boy Doug Fouché who came mm. through? Or do you think you want to kind of be more, I guess, fitnessy? Stay, uh, you're like 250. Yeah. Stay 250, maybe, you know, maybe gain a little size over the years, but keep some athleticism. Because I don't know, we're in an interesting time. Like, you could just decide to be like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, yeah. and whatever else new that pops up. Hmm. You don't really have to compete. Regard, yeah. Okay, so that you're tying the social media into that too. Yeah, and obviously you can do both, right? You can compete, and, and, and yeah. you can do the social media thing, or you can kind of. I mean, you only competed once, so it's probably yeah. hard to test to yeah. sell. Yeah, I would say, oh man, being here, like when I first got here, I was very introverted. So, my initial plan was, I'm just gonna get as jacked as I can and I'm just going to compete eventually and I'm just going to live the bodybuilding lifestyle kind of like Dorian Yates that's one of my idols in bodybuilding he nicknamed the shadow because he just disappear for his whole off season and then just decide to pop out and look insane and just win Olympias I thought that like side of things was super cool how he approached that just kind of ghost everybody and put your head down and when work. When you were in that mindset and you looked up to Dorian Yates, did you think other people were kind of pussies? Yeah. Like people talking and, yeah, and holding I their... Yeah, I thought that, that's that's where I was going. Was, hey guys, great to see you today. I'm yeah. working my arms. Yeah, I thought that was just the fruitiest shit ever. <laughs> I would always be like, this guy's lame. Or I'd find myself... I don't. I, I never hate on anybody, but it, it, looking back, it definitely was some sort of hate and negativity, <laughs> but I didn't understand that this is, that's just how things work now. So when I got to ST, it still took me like two years. It took me like this year was when I was a little bit better at social media. I still am not the best. I don't have a huge following by any means at all. But talking to Mark and Seema, they changed my view, my perspective on a lot. And that's just how it goes now. So if I want to be seen, if I want to feel like I'm getting, um, what's the word? Not the credit, like but some recognition. But if I do and... some cool shit and I, I, I'm like, you know, I sometimes get upset, like, oh, why didn't, why aren't more people seeing this? Or I see a, a skinny kid on TikTok that I'm more jacked than, and he does something, in my opinion, that's just mid or just average, and I'm doing something that I feel is cooler, but I'm getting like two comments and like, I don't know, fifty something likes. I would get in my feelings, but I'm more aware now that they're just more active on social media. They're doing things the right way to get seen. So if you don't put yourself out there, then it's just not gonna work. So that's what I'm learning. I'm right in the middle of that. Just learning how to talk on camera, post more, um, just be more open to showing my face and my personality, so. I think it used to be really difficult to figure out how to be famous for quote unquote, no reason. And like, uh, probably like when you were super young, Paris Hilton had a uh, reality TV show on 
and people like her were kind of deemed, you know, famous for no reason. Now you got the Kardashians, and then you have Kim K. A couple years ago, she was talking about how more women just need to put in the work, and then people were like, <laughs> you were like, what? Like it's coming from this rich bitch. Like that's what everyone, that's what people said about her. But I disagree because I still think that those people work hard. Um, anybody that has a big following, any of these influencers, uh, whether it's because they're in a family that's getting a lot of attention to, uh, uh, put, put on them for whatever reason, they got a famous dad or famous mom or famous whatever. Um, a lot of those people that end up like, I think, what is it, Khloe Kardashian? Like, it's like a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not a billionaire without hard work. And I think influencer gets placed in this like weird this weird category. A lot of people tend to kind of have some hate towards it. Um, if I, if I was, if I was younger, if I was your age and I was like heavy into powerlifting, I, I would be into the nuts and bolts and I would be into the, like the hardcore side of powerlifting. And I would have been kind of, you know, um, jealous partially probably. And then also confused by why everyone film, see, uh, why everyone feels like they need to film every single set. Yeah. Um, because I lifted without any cameras for many, many years. A lot of people are similar to me where they did that. And, and now you're seeing, you know, so many people do that. And now I do that. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like a, a slower uh, evolution. But I think where the, the times that we're in, it's like, why hate on some of these things? Why not maybe just take advantage of them? Why not kind of just throw your hat into it and like kind of see where you can end up? Because you've seen the influence that... Andrew and Seema, myself, my brother, uh, the impact of, of having this like free gym and stuff like that. So it seems to be uh, like people come here and they'll tell me their story and they'll like be emotional. Like you were watching as a young kid and now you're oh, here yeah. and I was watching all through high school yeah, and so, middle school. So it's so I think that it's uh it's enticing to go after those things, not just for money, but it's enticing to go after those things because there still is a lot of reward behind it. Yeah, yeah. I think I was right there. I was kind of, yeah, I guess hating or just had some, just like, why is this person, like, how does this guy have a following? Or how does he have more followers than me? All he's doing is talking on a camera, talking about doing 20 pound curls, how to do it optimally. Like, I don't know. But once I understood and I tried it myself and I realized that takes balls, like that, <laughs> that guy is not a pussy just because I feel like I, I might train harder than him or whatever it was at the time. Get it like putting a camera in front of your face, that's a whole separate skill. So I'm like, training is the easy part. Everybody can do that, but actually learning to be confident and talk to people that aren't around at the time is like, that takes a lot of balls. So now I have a lot more respect for people that do that. And I support everybody who attempts or tries or is beginning starting out doing that you look at like you got jay cutler you got michael hearn i'm not going to put myself in the same category as, as those guys but uh we're of similar age you know and we had a career doing something else and now we're basically influencers in a, in a way and uh you know i have the opportunity to train with michael hearn before and mike takes so much time out of his own workout to explain like he really really loves it now he might be narcissistic. He might love looking at the likes. He might love looking at the baby don't hurt me <laughs> memes. Mm. Um, 
he might he might really uh, be in love with the attention, and maybe that's partially why he does it. But after training with him, I trained with him for a whole month, and after training with him for a whole month, I was like, he's not just doing that for himself. Yeah. Like there's no way because he it, it would be short lived if you only did it for yourself, and you're like, oh man, look at the cut I got there. Look at this. Look at that. He's definitely uh, he definitely enjoys helping other people. So I think having an ability to communicate and being able to tell people like this is what I'm doing. Maybe you don't have the same genetics as me. Maybe you don't have the same circumstances, but this is what's worked for me. Not only did it work for me, I'm helping some other people. And now they're starting to report the same thing. And maybe this could be helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything like, have you ever, did you just start? I mean, you've been filming and doing like YouTube. For yeah. Like 15 years or so. Yeah. 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 But is there anything? Cause I run into problems where I'll like go check the video that Wyatt took like 50 times or be like, oh, am I going to get in trouble for saying this or that? Is there, was there ever a point where you had to like overcome some mm. like anxiety maybe or some stress or did you, were you, are you just one of those guys that puts the camera on and doesn't give a fuck? <laughs> Cause those guys, I, I like Casey, I wish I could be like that for sure, but I'm not. Yeah. That's tough to, you know, like everything happened. It was such a uh, like slow progression. Um, but, uh, I was watching uh, the, the Paul Brothers documentary a couple days ago, and I think that they started their YouTube channel right around when YouTube started, 2005, 2006. And I was sitting there watching it with Lachlan, who works out here. He's oh, yeah. my nephew who raises hell. He's like 11 or 12 years old, and he works out in here. Great man. But mainly talks trash. He doesn't really actually lift any weights. But uh, we were watching it together, and it was cool because he knew so much about the Paul brothers. I don't, I don't know much about them. I just know that they're super popular and famous. But what I told him was, I said, I started my YouTube channel the same time as those guys did. And I was like, those guys, I, I was like, my YouTube channel has a lot of, you know, I have a, one that has 600 plus thousand. I have one that has like 100 and something thousand. You know, I, got, I got a couple that have done pretty well, but nowhere along the lines of what the Paul brothers have done. And I was just trying to communicate to him, like people do these things on different levels. Those guys, I don't have any problem saying those guys are better at this stuff than I am. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, so for me personally, I had to build a lot of confidence to be able to talk on camera um, because I, I wasn't a natural as soon as a, a, nat, a natty, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as the camera came out. Um, I got broken in by doing professional wrestling and doing like wrestling promos and things like that. And people have seen the Michael Trent uh, video oh, that yeah. I did long ago. And that, that was kind of like a, that was kind of like an old school wrestling promo, but I wasn't ever really too worried about what I was saying. I was kind of worried more so about like where it came from. Okay. And it wasn't until I competed a little bit as an adult, but mainly competed in powerlifting as a kid around the time I started to talk more on social media, but I did squat 905 pounds. And that when I did that, I was like, there's not a lot of people doing this. Like, right. so don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Like just, if, if we're being reasonable and we're looking at this uh, with, with a, just, just a real, like honest view, you probably have something to share with people if you're bench pressing 700 pounds and you're squatting 900 pounds. And I felt the yeah. same, same thing was your uh, progression as well, where 
you didn't lift those same weights, but you did some powerlifting, you did some bodybuilding, and then you have some size and a, a leanness about you. I mean, even when you were here before you ever got into the anabolic activities, oh. ding, ding, ding. Every time we say it, it like be like an alarm. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Time to pin. Before you ever even got into the anabolic activities, I remember you had shredded, you had, he had striations in his jaw. Yeah. Just from like dieting and he's in here and he's like chewing gum. And I was like, what in the fuck is up with this kid? So he was shredded and already had like a talent. And then once you got into more bodybuilding, I mean, you went from being like 210 to whatever the hell you are now. Yeah, yeah. Looking monstrous. And, and I want to point out that I've been lifting for a long time. There's a lot of other guys that have been lifting for a long time. There's guys that have been lifting and been taking steroids for a really long time. They don't end up like that. Like this is a, this is like a, a talented thing he's got going on over here. It's a combination of genetics, maybe a little pharmacology, oh. but it's also a byproduct of a lot of hard work. He listens to a lot of podcasts, so he is well informed on how to actually execute some bodybuilding. So again, even what he's doing, even though he's in early stages and doesn't have 9 million followers yet, um, he built something to at least now you're to a point where you should be pretty confident. I personally wouldn't really worry too much about what you say, especially when you, when you pass something over to somebody else, then you just pass it over to them. And I think out of respect for people that you hire or you work with, you guys are kind of a team, you and Wyatt, I think, um, who, you know, who's going to have a, who's going to have a better idea for the workout, who's going to lift a little heavier, who's going to be more explosive when it comes to the physical stuff in here, you're going to, you're going to trump why every time when it comes to filming and editing and cutting stuff up and cutting stuff for TikTok, he's going to blow you away every single time. So he does right. it better than you. Right. So when you do stuff together, you're like, I did what I was good at. Now he's going to go do what he's good at. I don't even have to really worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely getting better at that too. Cause he does the, all the social media stuff. So I don't really, I'll just, as long as I don't look small, I'm good. But he, he does a great job. But yeah, sometimes you gotta get I get that uh, WWE, the WWE rock angle. It's like it's like right here. You got to go here. Yeah, it's like the elbow. If you just yeah, it's like right, right there. there. Remember they did that with the rock every time. His arms were huge, and then his arms were like kind of off camera a little bit. Yeah, that so helps it a looks lot like too. When the tricep might be three inches this way. A it bit. might be going on forever. Yeah, <laughs> it might be yeah. going on forever. But uh, yeah, yeah. Was there aside from like maybe anxiety or I don't know. You didn't really care about what people thought, but the uh, following. It, it was really hard for me to talk. Was, yeah. If you, that's how I feel. If you too. go back far enough, you'll hear my voice is like different because I was nervous. Um, there's even, we did like a ne never enough uh, DVDs like for powerlifting. And I think those are on YouTube. And when you hear my voiceover, you'll kind of hear the nervousness in, in my voice. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I was new to it. And then I was also like, I really, I guess, opening myself up to stuff. But back then, you know, things were so different and so new. Like people just really didn't really, they didn't, del they didn't dive around in the comment section, you yeah. know? Yeah. And now I think people really dive around the comment section. And I made a post the other day. I just said like, like, what are you looking for? So be really, just like try to. I'm not saying don't look at the comment sections ever, but be really mindful. It's, it's nice to have an attachment to some of these fans and stuff. Um, 
but when you hit, when you click on the comment thing, or when you click on your own Instagram, what are you looking for? If you have an expectation for it, you're almost always 100% of the time probably going to be disappointed because you're like, this should have 1400 views by now. Yeah. This should have, this should have, this should have at least 20 comments. And you look at it, it's got three and two of them are from, hey, do you need an artist, a cartoonist or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like whatever those stupid ones are, they're weird. Yeah, I will say the amount of uh, positive feedback has been pretty Well, that's a great thing surprising. to focus on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a couple, I, I check the comments on the YouTube just to pop, pop in there and reply when Wyatt Films does it, he does it majority of the time, but yeah. I can't thank those people enough, but there is a couple where, you know, I've been called out for my, how I talk, which I'm slowly trying to get better at. I will get better What's at. What's wrong with your speech? Sometimes, like you said, sometimes I know, I know what I want to say. I know what I'm talking about. It's just, I don't know how to put it mm. in a proper sense. You don't have a ton of practice at this. Yeah. So this is, this is all like, this is all a practice. This is all an evolution. Um, I was watching uh, Chris Williamson's podcast today, and Chris is a guy that we, we've had on our, our show as well. But I saw him doing a podcast with Sam Harris, and Sam Harris is like mega intellectual, and it was just great conversation back and forth. But it was just very obvious that Chris has a ton of experience doing what he's doing, and then it also appears that he really loves doing what he's doing. So he must be like he, he's he's researching the people that are coming in and he has, he must have a little bit of a plan. Uh, Stan Efferding, probably one of the greater um, uh, speakers that I've ever seen. Not super like motivational, fired up type thing, but Stan can really deliver a message and he's super smart. You're not gonna see Stan like be all crazy with his hands trying to explain something. You're not gonna yeah. see him stutter a lot. Not a lot of ands and ums and errs, but he practices, he works on it. If you look up Rhino Rants, look up some of those on YouTube and check some of those out. He'll, he goes for like 15 minutes straight. He's also really good at being able to break things down so He's I very can calm. process them. Yeah, because when I was podcasting with him, I was a little bit nervous and worried about oh, that this was guy's amazing, really, by the really way. You guys smart. did a great job, both Thank of you, you did. Thank you. Yeah, he, this guy is like, you know, Mark, <laughs> he's a legend. Stan, one of my idols. I've been watching forever, so I was like, okay, I gotta. I don't know what he's gonna throw. What if there's words he uses that I don't? I don't even know what they mean. But gotta he look was, him up. Yeah, he was really good at just breaking it down for me and explaining at a level where I can process it, and then that sparks another question. So, yeah, Stan is the man. But yeah, was there ever a point? Last question about the social media thing where you ever felt discouraged about the actual following? Like like when you're putting stuff out and I mean, you started from somewhere, right? You didn't mm -hmm. start off with half, over yeah. half a million followers like you have now. So it was, you kind of were just like, ah, fuck this. Or did you just keep posting? Like what, I don't know, what motivated you to want to just keep putting stuff out? Was it? I probably want to quit social media every single day, <laughs> pretty much. Um, because I'm like, fuck it, you know, like, but I keep running into people. It's, it's the people, it's the fans that, that keep me, that keep me on it. Uh, and I do, I do feel like I have a message that maybe sometimes a little different than what I hear from some other people. Okay. And that's not the only reason why I want to share it. I don't want to only share it because it's different, 
but I want to share it because I think it's helpful. And I do think there's a side of me, though, too, that I want people to kind of be like, yeah, he's right. Like, it feels good to be right. It feels good to be correct. So I have no problem uh, admitting that. And I have no problem admitting, like, I, I'm wrong sometimes, too. But I think a lot of the suggestions I made over the years, whether it was, like, for people to relax on the amount of carbs that they're eating because the general population just is eating a lot of pizza and ice cream and cheeseburgers and stuff, and they're getting a lot of extra calories. It's very hard to control your calories um, when you're eating that way. So something like cutting back on some carbohydrates could be a simple thing to help someone lose weight. I feel like there's been a lot of things, and that's not like some monumental news to everybody, but I feel like there's been some things that uh, I've investigated myself when I hear somebody else talk about it, um, some things I've even sort of found out on my own, and then I want to share it. Like, oh, I'm going to share this running technique with people. Even though I've never heard anybody else talk about it, I'm not particularly a running coach, but this just feels really good. So I wonder if I teach somebody about this, if it will have an impact on them. And then yesterday, or three days ago, I was running on the beach, and a guy came up, like, running alongside of me. I was doing, like, an interval. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm running pretty fast. And so this guy's, like, he's trying to run with me. But I'm like looking at the thing. I'm trying, I, didn't, I didn't know if he was a fan or what he was doing. Anyway, I just finished up the interval and then I kind of took the headphones off and I'm listening to him talk and he was nervous and he was like, uh, like emotional. And he's like, your podcast has changed my life. It's made a big difference for me. I follow your Instagram. I watch all the stuff that you post. And he's like, I've been, and he was like reciting all these different things that were like impactful to him. He started crying. I started crying. Like I was emotional too. Cause I'm, I'm in the middle of this run and this guy just hits me out of the side yeah. and he's talking about my brother, Mike dying and all these things that he's followed over the years and how helpful it's been. He had a, an addiction himself. He now has two kids and a wife. And so he said it helped him through all these things. So every day on my Instagram, pretty much, I just want it to, I just want to have it say retired and have no one even understand what the fuck that means and just be like, peace out. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I've given a lot of information and uh, I've gotten a lot back from giving that information, but I also sort of feel like, I, what am I gonna do this forever? <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah, no. I like also just like you're saying, just if it feels good, just being confident enough to talk about it, like watching you and Encima, that's helped me a lot, just being more creative and not caring like, oh, just because I don't have a cert or I, I didn't go to school for this, I can still be confident enough to explain it and talk about it because it just feels good. It's not super scientific. It doesn't need to be, I don't know. I just, being more creative and being confident in what I'm doing, if it works and have, if I enjoy it. Have you ever looked at uh, stoic stuff before, like stoicism, have you ever YouTube that or anything like that? Mm -mm. that'd be a good thing to look up that'd be good for you to to check out and to look into because and there's a lot of like you know audio books and stuff like he and i don't think we read right no, we don't read. don't read and no surprise arnold's, you guys, arnold's dictionary you guys know we're big we're big and we're dumb yeah. we don't read but there are some audio books on it and uh it would be a good thing for you to study up on because they in stoicism like one of the quotes i really liked and i don't know the exact quote but it's just something like this is when somebody points out a flaw of yours they say, oh, that's really interesting that they don't know about all these other flaws that I have. Huh. You know, so someone's like, uh, oh, you're an idiot. You probably, been, uh, you probably started juice when you were 
uh, 20, and you can be like, well, actually, I started when I was 19, <laughs> you know, yeah. or so, you know, something, something like that. You make fun of yourself even more, or just yeah. say, oh my God, the guy doesn't even know about, or the guy, you know, says, uh, you know, they're that you said something wrong, you know, and you're so like, just wow, lean into it. Yeah, like he didn't even realize like how many other things I said that were wrong. He only realized the training thing I said was wrong, but I, uh, you know, said the wrong name earlier in the podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just and lean into it because who's walking around without flaws? Yeah, I honestly make fun of myself a lot, anyways. So I could definitely, <laughs> I could do that. I could do that easily. If people talk shit, I usually agree with them majority of the time, unless it's very mean i think yeah sometimes people yeah. sometimes people sometimes can it's be fucked mean. up like saying i have small triceps that's just fucked up people can be so people can be mean out there but i think the other thing um you can kind of learn from some of that is like you can just kind of treat social media as like your bitch in a way mm. where you're not you're not really over overly concerned you're going to use it the way that you want to use it abuse it the way you want to abuse it and yeah. uh, you're going to put it away when you want to put it away and you're going to take it out when you want to take it out mm. and you don't have to worry about everything I in between the comments, negative comments, it's like, it's kind of funny because there could be 12 positive comments or 15 or 20 positive comments. There could be a lot of hearts, a lot of likes. And then someone, you know, one person writes, your veins aren't popping anymore. You look smooth. Mm. What happened to your legs? Oh, that's Your legs worst. are small. How come you don't train your calves? <laughs> you know, and for some reason you, you focus on that one thing. And actually you could just be like, I mean, rather than be defensive and be like, hey bro, it's the angle. You know, hey, I didn't have a pump in my calf. So <laughs> like you can think of all these yeah. excuses, you know, or you could just be like, oh, well, that's that guy's opinion for the day. That guy obviously isn't super pumped about something and he wants to take me out for the day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not having, yeah, not feeling like I need to explain myself for stuff like that, especially if it's, you know, saying I have small calves. That'll, I could definitely take a piece of that and apply it. I've tried everything Kenny Williams. I literally have. I have tried. I've uh, commented back to people mm. with, uh, completely ran with complete randomness. Hmm. You know, somebody would say, um, I really think you're a fucking asshole and you're only into yourself and I fucking hate you because you're rich or something. Well, I would like look something up that was random. Like, what was the type of metal that was used in the first... Uh, spaceship that that went to the moon mm. you know and then I would I would copy and paste and I would send that back to the person in the comment section because I just thought it was funny yeah like uh, what's the scientific name for an elephant you know I would look that up and I would copy and paste it back and send random <laughs> just weird random stuff yeah. uh, back to people um, for a while I did uh, um, I'm just happy to be here so I, I responded to everybody that made a mean comment I said I'm just happy to be here I'm just happy to be here and the only thing that's ever worked, there's only been one thing that ever worked. You know what it is? What? To say nothing. Hmm. Say less. Okay. I could do that. Think less, say less. Most of those people, too, there's been, I think it was a YouTube comment, a negative one that I replied to. Most of those people where it starts out really negative, if you reply with something like just honest, I don't know. I remember some guy was talking about how, bad I am at talking or podcasting and I replied with yeah man I just started you know it, it, I'm working on it and he replied with like no worries brother blah 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 I'm like why even comment negative in the first place because he was jerking off eating fucking donuts yeah that's, that's why he's a gamer he's sitting yeah. there he's all angry he's eating Doritos he tried to watch YouTube for just a couple minutes to try to work on his <sighs> fatness and his fitness 
Yeah. He stumbled upon you. He You're handsome. Back. He's not. He's beaten off. To me. And then so he, yeah. yeah. He's in the middle of fapping and he's stumbled <laughs> upon you. Yeah. That's Horrible. real interesting. Playing but you guys, cat. you and Wyatt didn't know I know that word. I know yeah, some of these fapping. young kid words. Yeah. Take fapping. us on out of here, what, or Kenny. All right, guys. That's uh, wraps up another video for Anabolic Activities. Follow us on YouTube and Instagram, at Anabolic Activities. My name, Instagram is Kenny Williams, Mark Smelly Bell. Drop a comment, like the video, let us know what you think, and... Yeah, stay is anabolic. Kenny Williams' mustache better than mine? I think it is because the his beard makes the mustache more. Oh, and he's in the neck hall of fame. And love to Jake Bellinger, few. Yeah.